This is Drunk Jester Media. <laughs> it is a commonly understood idea that in these lands, as in many others, heroes serve a purpose. Contrary to popular belief, this purpose is not to see how many ballads can be written of them. The purest of heroes know what it is. To stand against darkness and foul action wherever its head may rear. Many novice adventurers are stumped by this. They say, where is this head of darkness and where might we chop it off? Before anyone is able to explain the concept of metaphor to them, they've gone off the idea of being a hero entirely. Forget this business. I'm going to go trout fishing instead, they say. Much more sensible. And the tax forms don't have so many extra pages. Oh, Tink. Do you think the Baron is really dead? Farah, little one, wait till we're alone. You do realize I am twice your height. And? You keep calling me little one. I mean in maturity. <laughs> I'm older than you. That's no sign of maturity. I've had a decade-old wine like Swill and a two-year bottle like Gold. Hello there, I'm Billy. Welcome to the Dragon's Rest. May I get you seated, madam and madam? Um... We'd actually like a room. Oh, uh, we're just clearing out a free one upstairs. Should be ready soon, washing up little blood off the walls. Blood? Oh, <laughs> not people blood. Sorry. Apparently, the no service sign out front needs a clause about goat sacrifice. <laughs> Who'd have thought? We'll take it. In the meantime, do you have an open table? We have matters to discuss. Take a seat, wherever you'd like. Thank you. As Billy watched this odd pair, the elf swaddled in a dark black cloak and the goblin in patchwork leather, one thought refused to leave his mind. That sounded almost evil. When I say refuse to leave his mind, the exception being out of his mouth, apparently. In the city of Farwater, Heroic hopefuls seek out their maiden quests in seedy bars. But this is not their story. This is the story of those who make their home within such a tavern. The servers, minstrels, drunks, and more, whose lives center around the Dragon's Rest. This week's tale, just a hench. Then she said, we have matters to discuss. <gasps> Wait, what? That's why you think they're evil? That's so evil. You're joking. Gilroy, help me. No, no, I, I swore to remain neutral on this. Fine. It... But I have to side with Billy here. Hang on. We have matters to discuss is always code for bad things. That's what they said to me at the academy right before they kicked me out. So maybe they're personal matters. They don't have to be evil. Yeah, but she teased it. You know, only evil people tease secrets. Exactly. They tease it so that you can catch on and eventually stop their villainy. Wait. If they are villains... They are! I'm not saying they are. But if they are, they wouldn't want you to stop them. Why not? Don't all villains secretly want to be caught? Okay, here I'm gonna stick with Shaxx, Billy. Oh, 
traitor! Look, man, people who are up to no good would prefer if they could get away with it. Duh. Flip-flopping isn't the same thing as remaining neutral. You know that? He's wearing sandals today, actually. Well, I'm going to investigate. The only thing you should be investigating is if they want a pint. But, uh... All right. I worry about him sometimes. No, I wouldn't. Eventually, the world just knocks the spirit out of you. That's how you become as well-functioning as me. I'd call you high-functioning. Speaking of spirit, where's that whiskey odor, Chax? You mean your seventh? That'd be the one. I'm sobering up. We cannot have that. Gilroy Treldor! As I live and breathe. Is that really you? Luther? Approaching the bar was a man with the gait of a proud lion. Or perhaps an arrogant tiger. In fact, it could be any large feline, as long as they were sufficiently haughty. His flowing blue robes, gilded with plumage, seemed invincible to the grime that normally settled on patrons of the bar. How long has it been? <laughs> Some years, I imagine. It must be close to ten now? Hi, I'm Shax. Sorry to butt in. How do you two... The Academy of the Arcanum, my dear. Ooh. You've heard of the Academy? No, we just taught her about alliteration. So this is the magic school you trained at? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Molly Ward's Mage Rectorium is a magic school. Fizzlewick's University of Artifice is a magic school. The Academy of the Arcanum? That is an institution of the highest order. Studying there teaches you no simple parlor tricks. You learn to bend the very fabric of reality. It's a magic school. They train wizards. Alumni are so much more than just wizards. We don't stop at theory. We learn the implementations of magic in every facet of our culture. We leave as scholars, artisans, diplomats. Gilroy, I thought you said being a diplomat was a bad thing. Doormat. Nolan, you shouldn't be such a doormat, is what I said. Sadly, Gilroy fell just short of becoming a fellow alumnus. What could have been? What could have been? Well, some of the old mates and I just finished off a rather large project on behalf of the king. We're going on a bit of a bender to celebrate, but I'll tell them that you're here. I'm sure they'd love to catch up with old Inknose. Luther turned heel and strode away. This time he walked like a panther who had just caught its own reflection in a puddle and liked what it saw. He was so lost in this, he nearly bumped into Billy. Excuse me? Very nice robe. Who was fast approaching his suspects, or as Shax would prefer he say, his customers. Hello. Sorry for the delay. It's another busy night here. There are seven empty tables. Oh, just six, actually. The Invisible Knights of Perilon are sitting at that one. Right, boys? Dined and dashed again. How do they keep doing that? I'll take a mead. Great. I love the bandolier, by the way. What are all those bottles? They're potions. I'm an alchemist. Dedicated to your craft, carrying it about with you like that. It's a dangerous city. Their weapons? Is that not allowed? Half of the bar seems to be carrying some sort of blade. No, it's it's perfectly fine. I'm just curious. I'll just have a water. 
Right. I'll have it up to you in a moment. Billy turned from the table, but instead of heading to put the orders in, slid himself into a booth right next to the suspect pair. Leaning an ear against the wood, he listened intently. Tink, what are we going to do? Without the Baron, we... don't have a paycheck. You'll learn that that's all that really matters in this job. Come on. What sort of job? Excuse me? What? You're sitting on my Uh, lap. Official bar business. Uh, Carry on. Ignore it, Marshall. What were you saying? Evil is subjective? Well, yes, and prescribed by hegemonic entities far more than individual experiences. Blinded entirely by their preconceived notions of... Sorry mm-hmm. to trouble you, but might you two talk a little quieter? We'll try. So that's our next step, then. Damn it! Oh, I missed their plan. Anyway, the hero of one culture nation would be a villain to another. So, when I said you were evil for hitting my cat with your cart... That was just your own internal biases. Yes. Right! This isn't working. Inknose? It's nothing. Why do you call you that? Uh, when I was at the academy, I once stayed up 56 hours working on an enchantment and fell asleep in my books. Okay, the next day, I had a big spot of ink on my nose. So you're not friends. <laughs> oh, the person who kills me would earn the word friend more readily than Luther. Though Luther may be what kills me. Ow! Was that a peanut? Who? (laughs) Sorry! I forgot you don't cast shielding spells like you used to, Inknose. Oh, gods. The rest of them are here. Hey! You throw- Don't! Don't, Shax. It's my bar. If he causes trouble, I have every right to throw him out. Yeah, sure. But then, every single mage within a hundred miles of Farwater wouldn't touch the dragon's rest if their if their antique parchment paper collection depended on it. <sighs> That's not fair. Well, they're arcanists of the state, Shax. They don't know the meaning of the word fair. They don't... Hold on. Hey! Hey, guys! Fairs are the big outside place with candy and hog measuring. What? (laughs) That showed them. Oh, yeah, you got it. Thanks, Nolan. Why are they so nasty to you? Hey, is this what you told me about that? Jealousy, Nolan. They're jealous of you? Why'd you say like that? Like what? Like, Like no one has cause to be jealous of me. There's plenty someone could be jealous of you for. Okay, name one thing. Well, your... Beard is immensely patchy, yeah. You can really put him away on a good night, huh? Yeah, did that sound cooler in your head? You're ugly. Right. I'm not sure you understand the exercise, Nolan. Elsewhere in the bar, Billy had decided to consult an expert. Ah, my boy, you came to the right dwarf. Seeing as there were no experts present, Magnus would have to suffice. Neither of them have a Z in their name. No? Any other of the last few letters in the popular tongue? None of them has a T? What? What? What is it? Uh, It's no sure thing, but names starting with those later letters... 
are particularly villainous. I, I had no idea. Think of Wark the Brutal. The Beast Lord of Bad Canyon. Aye, or Tremiel von Terrible. So, I was right. Well, uh, there was Zoni Zamberslabel. He saved the village of Korinfester from a flood. Then how can I be sure? Hmm. Their laugh. Their laugh? Villains all laugh the same. It's a sort of, uh... <laughs> no, no, Magnus, I got it. It's more like, um... <laughs> sort of, uh... <laughs> ah, that's the one. Jax, Jax, Jax! What's your best joke? Why are you five orders behind? Ooh, interesting start. I don't know, Shax. Why am I five orders behind? I'm asking you. Okay. Interesting punchline. N not sure I get it. Billy, these drinks have been sitting here for half an hour. Uh, my investigation has been filling up a lot of my time. You're what? Billy, you're a server. Serve. I'm serving justice. That's not on the menu. We've got ale, we've got mead, and the woman at table four has been waiting for half an hour for this red wine. Fine, I'll, I'll just miss my chance and someone else will figure out who this Baron is. Baron? Wait, what about a Baron? Oh, they said that without the Baron they wouldn't get paid. Why? Do you know who that is? No, but Billy... Yes? Get your suspects their room keys. We've got some investigating to do. Woohoo! Shay! Sorry! Woohoo! Go team! Oh, you're gonna make me regret this, aren't you? And. break! Whilst Billy and Shax were finally in agreement, Gilroy and Nolan were being endlessly harassed by Luther's entourage. Just don't give them notice, Nolan. Drink your ale. I can't. We've been over this, Nolan. Lift it to your lips, and then you tilt. No! I can't! They turned it into snakes. Mm. Okay, have mine. What should we do with this one? Uh, one second. But that, that, don't bite, don't bite. Okay. So analog. Why not just transmogrify it back into ale ink nose? Unless you can't. <laughs> Oh, you know me, Luther. Prefer the practical. Why don't you? Why don't I what? What he said. Transgoggle-eye it. Because I can't. But you're a wizard, right? So, yes, yes, I did practice magic. Not anymore, though. They just hate me because I was so much better at it than them. I remember it like it was yesterday. No, 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 we're not doing a flashback. Recounting an oral history to you is hard as it is. We don't need to go faffing about with timelines. I'll try to do the story justice, as far as I recall. Gilroy was top of his class at the academy. He entered young and was set to graduate faster than any wizard ever had, except, of course, Cronus the Chronomancer. His final thesis left him with a total of negative seven years of study, but his credits intact. Oh, and there was a small fly that once buzzed past the graduation hall and was accidentally awarded a degree. Yes, yes, all right, back to Gilroy. With the final exams rushing towards him, 
Gilroy practically lived in the library. He was warned that he was approaching a breakdown several times. However, nothing could drag him away from his tireless work, though tiring it soon became. There was one night in particular. Yes, I suppose this does sound like a flashback now. Nope, that's it. If you're going to gripe, I'll just let Gilroy finish the story. So then I burnt out. I worked myself so deep to the bone, I couldn't cast another spell. Is there like a magic bone? I, what? Maybe you just broke something. I heard about a guy who fell off a horse and he couldn't walk, but then they fixed his- No, Nolan, there's no magic bone. How do you know? Because I studied magic for years. And then you failed out. That, that hurts. <gasps> oh. Is it the bone? Don't put weight on it! Gilroy, my dear, it has been a superb evening, but I must bid you farewell. I know you'll miss me. Oh yeah, I'm sure the feeling is mutual. Not really. I'm starting to think he might not like you. Oh, are you gonna finish up that ale? I'm beginning to sober up. We should get back at him. Show him how good your life is now. Nolan, where's Shax? I need another pint. The edge is coming back on. Ooh, what if we told him I fixed your magic bone? Nolan, seriously, where... Wait, what did you say? What? What you said. If? Huh? We? Are you just going through the last sentence you said, word by word? Told? Got it. Okay, I like the magic bone idea. You remember the prank we pulled on Magnus last month? When we replaced his potions of fireproofing with cinnamon whiskey? No, 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 the other one. Oh, you mean when we gave him that magic halfling sword that could speak, but it would only do small talk? No, not- The time you gave him an ancient treasure map that just led him to his ex-girlfriend's wedding reception? No! Nolan, I mean when we tied those fireworks to his beard. Maybe we should go easier on him. To the firework monger. So, uh, what's the plan? We're gonna camp outside their room and see if we hear anything. Oh. What? Just... Oh. You sound disappointed. I thought you wanted to investigate. I... I do. I just... I thought we were going to kick down the door and stop them in their evil acts. No. We're just going to gather information. Sit down and put an ear to the door with me. Do you hear anything? Shh! Did you bring any snacks? Snacks? If we're gonna be here a bit, we might want snacks. No! What is that? I brought some peanuts, just in case. Billy! Do you want some? Ah. Uh, yes, all right. <coughs> Why do they taste like this? The, the peanuts. Those wizards with throwing at Gilroy? The ones that landed on the floor? Yes. You said we should be looking for ways to save. Oh, and I suppose we'll be drinking from chamber pots soon to save on tankard. Shucks! Why am I even here? You mention one thing about a baron and I get swept up into your flight of fancy. Shucks, you really need to be quiet now. Or they... what? Oh, please don't stop on our account. Go on. What's all this about, Inknose? Your little friend told me you'd grown a new bone. <laughs> I hope this isn't a come on. 
Oh, I see you brought the whole gang here. They go where I go. Ah, yes, I remember that from school. You know what else I remember from school, Luther? What's that? Just the time that I walloped your ass in the combat final, remember? Or, or remember the time I found a way to earn 100.1% in applied mathematics? <laughs> and didn't you spend a whole year trying to win over Professor Abrea when I got her to write my letter of recommendation after just one class? Enough! It doesn't matter, does it? All your past victories don't mean anything. You couldn't make a candle flicker now. And you couldn't hold one to me. Is that what you think? Well, I've been practicing. I, I said, I said, I've been practicing. I've been practicing. Ha ha, yes. Yes, behold my awesome power. I am Gilroy Treldor forever and always. Second to none! Ow! 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 Oh, Gilroy. This is just sad now. The rest of you get back inside. I'm just gonna have a heart to heart with our former colleague. You too, Norman! Behind the barrel! It's Nolan! And there's nobody behind this barrel! Now, there's no barrel at all! Get inside. All right. You got this, Gilroy. Just show him the magic bone. Yeah, uh, hey, Nolan, can you, can you grab me that pint? Sure! Go! Do you know what it's like to be second best, Inknos? Yeah, um, I'm sorry, can, can we just hold for, for my drink? I, I really don't feel well, Luther. I have only been second best in my life once. That was the years I spent with you. No matter what I did, you always outdid me. No matter how much I studied or practiced, you always blew them away just a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to pay attention to you, honestly, but I really can't. I, I need... Listen to me. You don't get to interrupt me, or tell me what to do, or condescend to me. Not now! Luther, please! Something is wrong! I need... I am Luther Del Myris Sondheim, and you are second to me! Beware your hubris, mortal! This body is but a vessel for greater power. You would do best not to threaten it. <laughs> a good trick. Is your friend hiding somewhere again? What theater is this? This body has absorbed far stronger magics than you have conceived of. Without the poison of drink, these magics are kept at bay no longer. Gilroy, what is this? This is your death. Rising a foot above the ground, Gilroy's form had taken on a terrifying quality. His eyes emanated coruscating light, and he raised his hand towards Luther when they were interrupted. I have that pint. Nolan? Oh, I knew you'd fix your magic bone. Good for you, Gilroy. I don't know what you've become, Gilroy, but I'll be back. 
The Academy will hear of this. <sighs> He's gone now. <sighs> Here, have the ale. I knew you had it in you. Thank you. So, the Baron, he was just a landowner. And he died. And they needed new jobs. And the Goblin was his apothecary. <coughs> Hence all the potions. <coughs> Shax, up. Are you okay? <clears throat> yes. Why? Well, you are slamming your head into the wall. It's relaxing. Billy. Yes? It's not that simple. What's not? Evil. It doesn't have a smell. You can't track it down in people with a checklist. You could stare it dead in the face for years and still not see it. People are the choices they make. No one has made all good ones nor bad ones. Just hope that at the end of the day, you chose the best you could. Right. I, I see. Oh, come on. I worked really hard on that. I opened up. That took something out of Jack, me. Jack, you're bleeding. Oh, shit! Hey, uh, where have you two been? Gilroy has a new magic... Trick. A new magic trick. Oh, I, I didn't know you knew any. Show me. Yeah, sure. Uh, give me three crown. Here you are. Are you going to make it disappear? Yeah, I sure am. Hey, Shax. What is it, Gilroy? I will take a pint. Sure. That's three crown. Ta-da! Shax was right, of course. A hero is born with no special odor denoting their goodness. They face the same key choices in life as anyone. What matters is how they choose. If you're curious, they tend to pick the ones that rely less on game fish. I know it's one of these tomes. No, no. Where is it? Uh-huh. There you are. Now let's see what you learned in here, Gilroy. What? No. No, no. They're... they're all empty? Every page? Gilroy, what did you do? This episode of Dragon's Rest was written and directed by Darcy Thompson. It was co-directed by Aura Myers. Darcy Thompson starred as Billy Barlow with Caroline Portant as Shax, Anthony Abdo as Gilroy, Olivia Bernabe as Nolan, and Matthew Maiolo as Magnus. It also featured Carson Marie Ernest as Pharaoh, Duncan Richards as Tink, Mark Ashen as Luther, with various other voices provided by Juliet Wolfe, Joseph Knopke, Georgia Kate Cohen, and Matthew Maiolo. Music composed by Tan Onwimon, post-sound services provided by Peepaw's Basement Films. The live oboe in the theme was performed by Sonia Mateus, with the whistle and Elan pipes performed by Tan Onwimon. Nolan's lute was performed by David Kurowski. Sound design and mix by Michael Spencer. Foley by Daniel Smythe Temple. Podcast art by Jack Homer. 
If you enjoyed our program, make sure to leave a review. You can find the Dragon's Rest online at dragonsrestshow.com or on Twitter and Instagram at dragonsrestshow. Special thanks to SAG-AFTRA and our GoFundMe donors. For more information, check the show notes. This episode was, as always, narrated by me, Richard Thompson. Until your next stay with us, remember, actuaries can't account for plot armor.